Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. You certainly should be. I've been saying that a lot recently after what was a fantastic, fantastic win for the Arsenal yesterday. You know, what was, we were just talking about it before we went on air, Amanda. What a horrible, horrible <laughs> evening it was in North London yesterday. It was so wet. I mean, I've been to football for many years, James, and I was talking to my cousin in the car going, have we ever got this wet? And it was non-stop and it got heavier and heavier and heavier. I, I actually said at some point, could this actually be called off for flooding? You know, if it's dangerous around the grounds or anything. Um, but yeah, it was very wet, but it was beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. though. I reckon if you'd have given it another half hour and this was like an 8.30 kickoff for whatever reason, probably would have got called off towards the end because it was... Not exaggerating, it was genuinely like a tropical storm. It was that yeah. bad. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about Arsenal. So, I mean, just to get your just just all-round view on the game yesterday, because, I mean, first game back in the Champions League in, in seven seasons, I, I mean, I thought this would be a much tighter game. I never expected us to put four past PSV. I was saying on the preview for this with JJ that, this could well be a draw. And, and I know that might sound a little bit defeatist, but PSV are not a bad side. This is their first loss in 26 games. Um, they're certainly nobodies, not nobodies. And I think we've done very well to really brush them aside. And I think it it shows that, you know, if a team's going to give us an inch, we'll certainly take a mile. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I mean, it was beautiful to watch. We didn't plutz at all. We didn't worry. We didn't do anything. It was just enjoyable from everything. I mean, we were told that we'd have to sing North London forever during the light show. So I was hoping everyone would be in. It didn't give the same effect as it normally does um, because it's it's just lovely to have the players on the pitch when we sing it. And then everything was great. I mean, the weather was, I mean, I was okay because I'm undercover in the East End Upper. We didn't get wet at all in the ground. Um, but it just felt so special because, you know, the Champions League's been, what, six years? It was It was just lovely to be back. I loved the music, you know. Um, PSV's fans were incredible. They were so loud pre-game. They were loud the whole game. Some of their chants were tunes that we had, so we were singing. Um, I thought the crowd were, and I knew there would be. I tweeted about it. I said, once we come out, it'd just be raising the roof, and we really, really did. 
Um, and, and the thing what I love, James, is one of the most important things is that the team, the management and the supporters are just one. There's just one. There's no toxicity. You know, you're entitled to have a moan about a player if you want to, but there's there's nothing. You can't come on a podcast or write a blog or go on social media and criticise us at the moment. You just can't. Because what we're witnessing, we need to be appreciating. And I said this last year, but I mean, I'm sure you'll go into certain players and things, but Erdogan, <laughs> Saka, Jesus, I mean, I, I don't know who I'm more in love with this morning. I just, I just don't know. Um, and we did, and I'm just going to point this out. We did have a um, really interesting Facebook comment from one of our viewers, and it wasn't me. I always say Jesus. I never say Jesus, but we've been told off. Someone on our podcast, James, Chris, and probably James as well, says Jesus. So I am going to apologise on behalf of everyone, even though I don't do it. But watching Jesus last night, wow, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And on that note, I'm very yes. excited to welcome to the stage, James Johnston. JJ, we're going to get straight into it, mate. Jesus or Jesus? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. because Gabriel Jesus. It's not Jesus, it's Jesus. It Portuguese is Jesus. I Trust me. Trust we're me. We're going to have a row about it. Goodness well, me, what have I started? You would you would call people Spanish. you would call people Jorge George <laughs> is what you'd do. So it's Jesus. I don't even know what you're talking about. Portuguese. I'm, I'm convinced it's Jesus. No, it's Jesus. I thought Jesus would be Spanish. Anyway, no. let's not argue. Hello, darling. How are Hello. you? I'm very well. Especially after that last night. How can I not be? What'd you make of it, mate? Enjoy it? Oh, it's fantastic. What a watch. What a watch. Fantastic, loved it. I, I, I heard a bit of it before I got in the door, and yeah, you're right. What was it 26 games unbeaten them lot? Made them look like a very amateur side. Yeah, Absolutely we were saying before them. the game, weren't we? You know, they they blew apart Rangers in qualifying. They've won so many of their games in the Eredivisie by you know four goals. These are these are no mugs, and we've definitely made them look ordinary. That said, I don't think PSV were bad. I know we've beaten them four 0 no. I, I don't think they were they were no. dreadful. By any means. Can, can I just say as well, Cookie, that I've been, you know, I'm not one of these people that does not critique. I do critique and I will say that I've had problems with Mikel's management in terms of game state and rotation and substitutions. However, yesterday, him and his players, when they come on, that level did not drop one bit. And that is the biggest positive that I will take. Yeah, but do you know what? I'm just going to say though. You know what's lovely is for the first time in so many years, you actually look at the subs bench and go, "Wow, you know he can replace him. He can replace him. He can replace him." And one of the most special moments, because I sit right opposite where the players were running up and down, was I I caught it early enough. I saw Emil Smith Rowe being called back to the bench. And then all of a sudden there was a massive cheer and I was watching this. And then I think most people caught on to because people around us going, what are they cheering for? I said, it looks like ESR's coming on. And honestly, we were all so choked. It was just the most beautiful moment for him. And I think, didn't he replace um, Jesus? I can't, no, of course he didn't. Who did he replace? I've got this written down somewhere. Um, Jesus did come off. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He mm. did replace him. But, the fact that you're not booing a player off 
you're clapping a player on because because everyone is quality. Vieira, I spoke about him last year. I said it's going to be his season and he's got even better than I imagined, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to be that good. And and I'll just say one more thing before you go on. You can tell I've podcasted for two weeks. Um, are we missing Thomas Partey? No. Well, I mean, I mean, Avon's put a great question in the chat. The question for me is what happens to the bench when Timber are party are back? I mean, I think you'll see. It, it, it gets even better than it is now. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I think na- naturally you'll see Cedric and Elneny drop out. I think that's the the natural one, to be quite honest, as harsh as that might sound on someone like Elneny that's just come back. But I mean, it's, it's a beautiful problem to have. And I think, you know, we're not missing Partey at the minute, but he's certainly not a player you could... Uh, you know, he wouldn't go amiss. I'll say that much. I think to have him in the side would certainly be a benefit. Um, but I, I think, you know, you mentioned the the clapping there for Smith Rowe and the cheering. The atmosphere for a, a Champions League group stage game, I thought was impeccable last night. I mean, I've been to a lot of Champions League group stage games and the atmosphere has just been flat. It's been dead. Um, mm. and obviously, we're going back a long time now and, you know, the fan base has evolved a little bit more, I think. And it's certainly, you know, a different type of, I think we're all feeling a different type of support towards the club, if that makes sense, because we've got this new community type feel with Arteta at the helm. Um, but yeah, the the atmosphere for PSV at home, like if, if you'd have told me it was going to be unbelievable five, six, seven, eight years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. But yeah, it was fantastic last night. And JJ, we spoke a lot um, about this game and we, you know, we, we suggest there might be a bit of rotation. Um, really strong lineup once again. I mean, you know, basically the same team that played against Everton with the exception of Havertz coming in, Jesus starting, um, which arguably makes us stronger if you want to look at it that way. And then you've got Trossards, you know, who I don't really count as a change because he played the majority of the game at Goodison Park. But I want to start with the goalkeeper because it's the one that's on everyone's lips at the minute. I think we both predicted Ramsdale to start. Um, I think it's pretty nailed on now that Raya will start the North London derby, I have to say. I think given that he's played two games in a row, two clean sheets, don't think you want to necessarily be bringing Ramsdale in cold. I think it's a win-win, whoever starts that game, because either way, you've got Ramsdale coming in with points to prove, or you've got David Raya, who was, you know, it pains me to say it because I love Ramsdale so much. He was exquisite last night. He was absolutely superb. Um, what are you making of the whole situation, mate? I think it's brilliant. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, 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 we spoke in the last show, James, about the lazy analysis going around in, you know, there's a pandemic in British media of lazy analysis. And that's why forums such as this and other podcasts and what have you, audio podcasts and everything else are taking off because the uh, the analysis that you're getting from the so-called ex-pros and the journos is just so terrible. Why, why is it such a bad thing to have, you know, we got, we got absolutely slapped up because we, to some people, bottled a title due to a lack of depth. We have now added depth and we're terrible people. Oh, Mikhail Arteta's terrible for doing this to Ramsdale. How could he do such a thing? Why, why would improving your side, because to me, Raya is a better goalkeeper than him. Why would improving your side, why is that seen as such a heinous thing to do? It, it, it absolutely baffles me. And you know what? David Rea last night, his comments that he made, absolutely fantastic. That, that person tried to take him down one way with some, like I said, lazy sort of analysis. He went, go speak to Mikel and ask him why I'm playing instead. He's like, my job is, my manager says, I'll get your gloves on, David, you're in. I've got to do my bet. Don't don't ask me why he picked me over him. So I don't know. Ask him. And that yeah. that's the that's the spot on answer that I wanted to hear come out of his mouth. He's a very intelligent guy, isn't he? And yeah. uh, Amanda, I don't know how you felt about his performance last night. Um, I, I think the way you were nodding your head previously, you, you're in agreement with us. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, this sounds really harsh to say because I'm definitely not of the opinion that Ramsdale is a bad keeper. I don't think he makes us worse. I think maybe Raya at the moment makes us a little bit better. But what I really liked about Raya's performance was how confident I felt in him. I didn't feel like anything bizarre or out of the ordinary was going to happen. It was just every time a ball came in, he's there every single time. Every time a shot came in, he's down, he collects it. It's not, you know, bouncing out, going to an opposition attacker. Everything he did was done with such poise, composure, calmness and I think the best word to describe him is presence. He has so much dominance in that box. Do you think we're leaning towards David Ray becoming the Arsenal number one? Well, I didn't until he was picked yesterday because I was convinced like you two, and I've been on a podcast with you two or even discussed it with you, that Ramsdale would have been playing last night. I said it last weekend. I was watching Everton away. I was down in Bournemouth and I was watching it and I was going, I don't know what Ramsdale's done to be honest. I'm a bit confused, but it's all right. We play on Wednesday. Um, And then I was like, when he got picked, I was like, you know, I've got this thing that obviously his wife's pregnant and maybe we just had to have cover in case. I don't know. But last night, I think the one word I would use for David Rayer is calm. I feel calm when he's playing. And, And Ramsdale... I don't feel uncalm, but I think I feel more calmer with David Raya. I think he was in, impeccable. I think he didn't have much to save, to be honest. I think Sunday's going to be very telling. I can't call it now whether he's going to go with Ramsdale or Raya, but it's going to be very telling on Sunday because they're on form, Tottenham. Whatever anyone says, they're on form. It's, uh, PSV did not really trouble Raya last night. So it'll be interesting to watch. I like both goalkeepers. What was interesting 
is Mikkel's comments about, I want to substitute a goalkeeper occasionally. I've never, ever seen it. You would never substitute a goalkeeper unless they were injured. So it's going to be really interesting. It's it's Mikel's way. He he only ever wants the best for Arsenal. So if he thinks that David Raya is better in goal, I'm not going to argue. I, I, I don't argue with him anyway. I was so pleased that um, Kai Havertz is, is still playing. I mean, we'll get on to him. But if, if he feels Ramsdale needs to be on the bench and Raya plays, who am I to say anything? I don't need to get clicks and likes and we don't need a podcast screaming about how outrageous it is. He runs the team. We respect Mikel Arteta. Of course we can criticise. His substitutes last night was so on point. I remember at 3-0 going, we get one more and I want half the team off. You know, I, we don't, I want what, just get half the team. Not a 3-0, 4-0, get half the team off. Um, and it just, it, it just all worked beautifully. Um, I don't know. Do you think, so do you think Cooks that Ramsdale's going to be picked Sunday or now you're not sure? I'd be surprised. And if it was me, I wouldn't pick him. Um, not because, again, I've got to stress this, not because I think he's a bad keeper, but given the circumstances, I think David Ray is coming into this full of confidence. He's just been a very impressive performance. I think the Everton game, we couldn't really take too much from that because he had virtually nothing to do the whole game. But last night, distribution, dominance on the ball, presence in the box, I would start him on Sunday because I think he makes us a better team. If I'm being mm. totally honest, I do think he improves us. And then you've got the Brentford game on Wednesday. That's where you have to start Ramsdale. You, no excuses there. Ramsdale has to start that game. And if he puts in a great performance, you have a fantastic problem, a great conundrum. But I do worry a little bit for Ramsdale because, number one, I don't want him to go. Number two, I think he's in with a real shout of being England number one. And this obviously harms that situation a bit. But for us, it, it's a great problem to have. And David Rea... You know, I do hope we we make it a permanent deal because he is, yeah, absolute class keeper. But um, moving just, away from that. Because, no, just go one on, other go thing, on. though. Do you think it would be very strange if halfway through a match he substituted the goalkeeper? Um, um, we've never seen it. I don't think he would do that. I think it's nonsense, but to be honest. But he's been speaking about it. He's been saying Arteta that. Arteta says a lot he, of things. <laughs> I know, but I suppose because in Arteta I trust. But, yeah, anyway, go on. If, if he did it, he does it. And, you know, I'd be interested to see him do it, but I, I I, don't see it happening unless it's like a penalty shootout, extra time maybe. I'd be very surprised. But, you know, he is mental. So let's let's see what happens. If, um, if, we're, if we're all being honest with ourselves, when he signed and you watched the video of every single member of his family, I mean, his granddad, what, in his 90, I think it was 92, 93 or something, getting presented, that was not... The presentation of a man that was going to be second choice, or a man that we're not signing permanently once this loan is over. That they that did. that was. I have finally got who Mikel was beaming when because he don't had you know he him. originally wanted him. Someone of said course, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. So I think that's that's it. You got there's a lot of players, Amanda, that we've been linked with in the past and we've gone back for mm. under Mikel. That happens quite a lot. But yeah, there, there, there is no way that this man is not his long-term number one goalkeeper. And it's up to Ramsdown now if he wants to fight for it and try and get back in. Or if he does want to go, James, we spoke about it on the last podcast, five-year contract, PFA goalkeeper of the year last season. We don't have to sell this guy for chump chat. You know, we're talking about 
we don't sell players for good money. You've got mm. 65 to 70 million pounds worth of goalkeeper there. It was 75 million on the preview, mate. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, do you, so do you think that's what's going to happen? Because I, yeah, I, if I'd have seen Ramsdale making loads of mistakes and stuff like that, I'd be the first to say we need we need something here. But he hasn't. And right. and it, even his father was saying this is good competition for him. And I agreed. Um, he's the only one that he's only he was probably the only one in the team maybe apart from Saka and Erdegaard and Saliba, that didn't have that competition, didn't, you know. Um, it's weird. It's just like it's come out of nowhere. It's not like he's a bad goalkeeper. So it'd be one to watch for sure. Now I can't call it. I don't know who'll be playing Sunday. It'll be rare. Yeah. I, Trust I, me. I, I think okay, he just see. has those slight... There, there's ev- one position up for debate on Sunday for me. Yeah, I think, only, we, I think we all know what one there, that is. There is one position with two players... And that's it. Everything else picks itself, in well, my opinion. In that case, mate, let's move further up the pitch because I think, you know, we're talking about the Kai Habits, Fabio Vieira conundrum. Am I right? Yeah, that's I, correct. Okay, fantastic. Well, Kai Habits came in last night and, you know, as I thought it would be, very, very divisive performance. I thought he played well. I've seen other people on Twitter saying that he had a shocker. Oh, I've, really? I thought he had probably his best performance in an Arsenal shirt. Um, the way he brought the ball down, kept it under control, held up play. And what I liked most about his performance was, okay, he didn't get a goal, but he was really trying to get a goal. Like he was always in the right positions. Um, so I took a lot of encouragement from that performance. And I think it, it does give us a real headache about Sunday because equally I'd be happy with him or Fabio Vieira who once again very very good when he came on so JJ I'll stick with you mate um I mean we, we, this is sort of a preview for the Spurs game but what did you make of Habits's performance last night and would you be putting him in the lineup for Sunday I I agree exactly with what you just said a minute ago mate as per um I thought that was his best game that he's had for us he, he was running. He, he was running forward, like I was actually seeing him drive, like like he had something to prove, which is what I've wanted. And I do think the other players towards the end as well sort of went. Maybe we could have chances for ourselves, but let's try it. You know, I liked that they were like, let's get him something because he needs it. You know, he might need it a bit more than me. And you could see that they were all trying to set him up. And yeah, he had a bit more about him and wanted to go for it. And I think at the weekend, James, they're going to want to go for it. Obviously, it's a derby. We're going to want to go for it. It's a derby. But I do feel that the way they played against Man United, they absolutely ran through their midfield because Man United are absolutely terrible. Let's have it outright. They're they're bobbins. They're not going to be able to run through Arsenal. And a lot of people I've seen say have Havertz there because he's a bigger presence and he's more physical. But I actually think having the technical player in Vieira suits us more for that game to start with than Havertz does. So I, I would pick Vieira because I think that they're going to get overexcited and giddy like they normally do. They're going to be quite high and push up. And Vieira's got that ball in behind to the likes of a Trossard, to a Saka if he wants, or to a Jesus, who I believe is going to start as well. And we'll just, you know, it's, it's a cliche, speed kills, I'm telling you. You you want the ball playing player. Uh, you want as many playmakers on there as you can. So that's why I would start Vieira at the weekend. But I do not begrudge Havertz coming on, and I would love him to come on and get a goal, especially yeah. in that game. What a way to that's that would make him. But that's happened before, you know. We had a big German years and years ago. He scored his first goal, didn't he, in the North London derby, and he went on to cult status. So 
We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Fabio Vieira starting in the North London derby. I mean, if you'd have told me that, potentially starting, if you'd have told me that a couple of months ago, I would have laughed you out the building. Um, Amanda, is that something that you would be inclined to do or would you be sticking with the big German? Do you know what? I love both players. I'm I'm happy with whoever's picked. And this is not me just because I love Arteta. Um, I think we can play them both, that one will come on for the other. So if it doesn't work with Vieira to begin with, you'll bring Havertz on and vice versa. Um, I don't have an opinion on it because I'm with you two. Um, I'm not being contrary at all tonight. Um, I think Havertz played really well last night. And I think... When you're in the stadium, it's very different to social media. Not everyone on social media is in the stadium. So that's what everyone needs to to realise. It's just normal match-going fans that don't really know about all these people screaming about this one and that one. Everyone wants Havertz to do well. No one is shouting anything obscene out to anybody. And, you know, you hear the odd comment and stuff. I suppose it was it was good because we were 1-0 up in eight minutes to go, so there's nothing to shout. But... I think that for me, I think he'll start and I think he'll bring Vieira on. And I love that. I've got no issues with these players coming on Trossard. I mean, obviously, no one's spoken about Martinelli. Nothing's been mentioned. We don't even know. He could be out for months and months. We haven't got a clue because it hasn't been said, which is worrying me that. a little bit. Huh? Don't say that. Well, it's gone very quiet, James. There's no mention. There's nothing. There's no update. Um We'll but, get some. We'll get some tomorrow, won't we? He'll do his presser by yeah, what, half twelve, one-ish. We'll know tomorrow because he said he might be ready for Sunday. I don't know yet. That really? Was what he said. Is that what he said? That's what he said midweek. I don't so, think he'll start again. No. I don't think. I, he'll start. I looked at. I looked at it when it happened, and I was like, "He's he's proper done his hamstring there." That's what and I I'm, thought. Yeah, but like he badly as well. So yeah, it was a bit confusing, really. Yeah, but it was his I was face. Like, oh my god! Like the look yeah. on his face was just to be like, "Don't come and bundle me." Because I didn't think it was, you know, I'm not getting into whether it was offside or not. But when they all ran, it was like, don't, don't do what we normally do and jump on me. Because he's like, I'm a, I'm lads, I've done like, I've done summit. So just, you know, yeah. back, back away and we'll see. And it's so annoying because after all that, didn't get the goal and then he got injured. I mean, you yeah. know, didn't need to bother going for it. However, Trossard is just, I mean, look, it's, it's very hard because I don't think we've started as bad this season as everyone thinks we have. I keep hearing, oh, we haven't hit form yet. We haven't done this. I don't think it's been that bad. Fulham wasn't great, but Fulham aren't, aren't a bad side. Um, so for me, I'm not, I wouldn't be upset if I would like Havertz to start, if I'm honest, because of his presence and his build against Tottenham. But I love Vieira and he's one of my faves. And I think that he can come on and change a game. The, the beauty of this is, honestly, it doesn't matter who he picks because the bench is great. And I love that. And you were saying about what do we do with Timbers fit and Parties fit? We have an even better bench. <laughs> so, you know, keep rotating them. I love all these five subs. I think it's brilliant. Um, something doesn't work, change it out. So, it, you know what worries me a little bit about Spurs? We absolutely demolished them last night. And, of course, everyone's going to make us favourites for Saturday. We're on the same points as Tottenham. I just hope that we play exactly how we played last night, with that tenacity, with that discipline, with with the cohesion we had last night. Yeah, and um, before we get on to talking specifically about the Spurs game, JJ, there were a couple of real standout performances tonight. Um, last night, sorry. Martin Erdegaard, out of this world. 
Gabriel Jesus, uh, you know, I don't want to exaggerate. I think it was one of his best games in an Arsenal shirt. What a game. And then Leandro Trossard, who is not making us miss Martin that much. I mean, we criticised him last season for not getting enough goals. He got plenty of assists, but maybe not enough goals. This season, starting off with the goals. I mean, all three of those guys, mate, give me your quick thoughts on them. Oh, they're brilliant, aren't they? Uh, I, I still, to this day, James, and Amanda knows as well, I can't understand... I, I don't know what people watch. I, I think they watch football through a tin can with a string on it when they watch it because there's still people that don't believe Odegaard's a good footballer. <laughs> I don't understand. I can't... I can't talk to them. Well, well I, I, that's, this is it. I don't understand your thought process. and your, like, I would love it explained to me because I just don't get how you cannot see how wonderful of a footballer this person is. Uh, he, he's, I don't he's, know. He's just superb. I don't I mean, think there's many. I, I wished right? last night when he scored, he lifted up a vest that had, you know, FU Hasselbank on it because Hasselbank at the weekend, oh, this guy doesn't score enough goals in big <laughs> games for this club. Well, he got he got the most goals from a mid. He nearly broke the record for most goals by a midfielder in the league last night. Like, what you've been watching football, you know, what you've been watching football on Hasselbank? Like, you've been under a rock, mate. Like, he's been one of the best players, not just for Arsenal, but in the Premier League for the whole of last season. He's come in. He's becoming such an. I mean, someone like Hasselbank should be talking about it because he knows. I, he had the hardest recorded shot ever in Premier League history. He knows how to strike a ball. This guy is a midfielder that's striking the ball better than some of the centre forwards. Unbelievable how elite he's becoming at striking a ball. Because the, he, he said in his interview, his first touch was terrible. But then he's like, I had another one to set it and hit it. And he's like, Yeah, it went in. And. I do think, yeah, we we played very well yesterday at using the elements to our advantage as well. Before the game, my dad was saying to me, I don't want to see none of this tippy-tappy rubbish that we play. Let's have some <laughs> shots because that ball's going to fizz about anywhere and it will bounce off somebody and we'll score. And what happened, Saka, eight minutes. And I texted him, I went, good call, Dad. He's like, I know my football, son. I'm like, yeah, all right. But yeah, so. And then oh, oh, um, Saka and Jesus, like you said, and Trossard, like you said, James, come on. There were, there were parts of last night with Trossard where I thought to myself, mate, these guys have got families. Like, it's, Can you just... It's not fair. It's the, <laughs> what you're doing. It, it's, it's borderline cruel. But like, the, the chopping and the crossing, it was unbelievable. Sorry, uh, I'll let going, you go. Just going back to Erdegaard a second, I tweeted last... About, I don't know, about eight months ago to my Man City friend. I said... You need to watch Erdegaard. I said, he reminds me of KDB. I said, he wasn't, I didn't say it was Kevin De Bruyne. I said, he's on that trajectory. He laughed at me. He said, he'll never be Kevin De Bruyne. And I said, listen, Kevin De Bruyne is world-class. I'm not saying Erdegaard's there yet, but he's coming. And I think even more so each game this season. And friend of the show, Alan Algar, for anyone that listens to this, says the same thing. He doesn't score enough goals in the big games. Well, you can imagine how many times I message Alan or I tweet Alan and we have a bit of a laugh about it. Um, he's never said he's a bad player. He just feels like in the big games he doesn't score. Well, you know what? Improvements are happening everywhere. Um, and it is Jesus, and I'm not saying the other word. Jesus was so amazing last night. That every time he got the ball, he d he wouldn't care about Havertz and giving him the ball. He just wants to go for goal. He so deserved his goal last night. And Saka, I don't know what else we can say about the boy. I just don't know about our star boy. It's just immense. And then, 
you look at Saliba losing the ball and then winning it back because he was he was wrong in what he did and then goes and wins the ball back. We're so lucky. And Ben White had a great game as well. I mean, we really need to talk about other players in this team as well as the standard three. But Ben White was immense last night. And I'm just hoping that will breed the confidence because Sunday is absolutely massive. Yeah, and on that note, let's let's get into it, JJ. I mean, it's obviously, I think it's going to be a derby for the ages. Um, obviously, Spurs are coming into this game on the back of a really good start to the season by their standards. And, you know, I'm not going to point fun. I'm not going to joke, make laughs about them. Um, because, I've, you know, looking at it from the outside in, they have had a good start. I've watched some of their games. Their football has been you know, really quite exciting at times. A um, little bit rough around the edges. And, you know, even though they've had this positive start under Ange Postacoglu, um, who I hate to say is a really likable guy. Like yeah, I, don't, I, was I, don't, say that. I don't want to uh, like him, but you know I, I find myself agreeing with him quite a lot. Which um, yeah, I, I can't go there. I'm not going to talk about it. But I, I do still think we've got you know enough, more than enough in the tank to beat this Spurs side. I think you know we're a, a more mature outfit than them. Um, it's a game game we have to win, and if we do win it, then we've got a better points total than we did at this stage last season, which would be you know just just evidence enough of how far this team has come and continues to go. And it should be more points because we should have won that game against Fulham. But I'm not going to dwindle on the past. Um, JJ, the derby on Sunday, mate, how are you feeling? Yeah, like I said on Twitter yesterday, or X, whatever you want to call it now. Um, it's a palate cleanser that last night because the dinner, the main course is on Sunday. And I agree with you. Yeah, they're, they're, they're flying at the moment. But let's take it, you know, let's let's proper read into it. They had, they had a draw with Bournemouth. All right, they absolutely slapped up Burnley. Brentford, wasn't it? Brentford, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah, Brentford. Slapped up Burnley. Um, beat Man United. But like I said earlier, they're bobbins. Let's, you know, throw that in there again just to make sure everybody knows that they are bobbins. And it took them to the 96... You know, they had to have all that extra time at the weekend to get the points against Sheffield United who everybody has already gone. Well, Sheffield United and Luton are the two worst teams in the league. They've played Fulham, and okay, they made the 10 changes, but they lost that game. So they are in a transition, and they are doing very, very well. I said at the start of the season, for them to get any form of European football, it's a brilliant season for them. If they get the top four, that's an even better season than just getting even Conference or Europa. and. The way they're in transition, they are doing very well and they're, you know, they're scooping some results here and there. However, and Amanda, you make a good point. People talking about how we're not fully flowing and we're not as good as I will agree with that. Yeah, we're not as free scoring or look as confident as we did last season and having the start that we had. But our control of games is so much better. The way, you know, we're having more passes, we're having more possession. And that I attribute to Declan Rice, and oh, I believe, yeah. and I believe again that this game on Sunday is another one. Why you bought this? Like I said to you in that Everton preview, James, didn't I? This is the kind of game we've paid for Declan Rice because he's just going to go in there and be like, "I ain't having this from you lot today." He's going to do the same at the weekend. He was so up for that Man United game. He's going to be even ten times. I mean, even as a West Ham, they hate Spurs just as much as we do. 
So he's got that ingrained that I don't lose for Spurs even when I was at West Ham. So it's just going to be, it's going to be a very, very important game. It's going to be a close game. But like I said, we're better at controlling it. And I do believe even though with all their quality that they've added and how well they have been, we're still better than them. I, I, I've seen people say, do you fear them? I've never, I've, I'm 30, I had my 32nd birthday on Monday. I've never feared Spurs in 32 years. I'm not going to start fearing them now. Amanda, you made a really good point earlier that we actually game managed last night really well and we got the big guns off, you know, got Zinchenko off, got Jesus off, got Trossard off, got Declan Rice off, thank God, got Bukayo Saka off. Oh my God, what? when's that ever happened? So we should be fairly well rested for Sunday. And let's be honest, we played a lot of that second half in third gear really so i would hope that we're, we're fresh we're ready to go if martinelli's back that is an added bonus but i wouldn't be playing him ahead of trossard at the moment i yeah would expect us to be fit and firing um but i mean jj makes a good point spurs have had a good start to the season um just from your point of view under Ange Postacoglu, with the signings they brought in in James Madison, who's absolutely flying at the minute. I mean, Basuma's hit form. Richarlison is, is getting amongst the goals and assists. Um, it does seem to be clicking for them at the minute. Are you ever so slightly worried about what they could bring to the table? I don't know what James is going on about. I worry about him every time we play him for 50 years, James. All right. So it's it's just because it's a family, it's a local thing, it's friends, it's colleagues, it's it's all of it, isn't it? And it and it spurs. Um, unfortunately, like you, James, I really like the manager. I can easily say that. I think he's absolutely he's so mesmerizing. I could listen to him. And I love the way he is. Have you seen and, have and you seen he, the video today? No, I haven't, but I oh, saw it yesterday. Mel- it melted me today. Oh, I'm going to work. I, I, you know what? I don't have a problem with liking rival managers. I like Klopp and I know a lot of you don't. Yeah, but, someone has to. Yeah, I, 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 I like Klopp. Um, I like that passion and, you know, and, and I used to like Pep, but no longer. But, but my point is about Spurs. I'll always worry, James, because it is the North London derby. And as I said, everyone's going to expect us to carry on where we left off last night. That may be an issue. Um, but, what is lovely, it's a two o'clock kickoff. Thank God it's not 12. And the, we will be so loud. I think you're going to hear the North London forever, the loudest you've ever, ever heard it. Mark my words, what's going to happen on Sunday. There's no rain forecast. It's a pleasant day. The place is going to be rocking. If we start off and if we take command, it's going to be one of those games where I think it's going to be awesome. But I'll always fear them because I'm a warrior. So my, the derby is always something I fear. I think they're the only team apart from City that really put fear into me because I've seen it so many times where we're, we're supposed to be better than them, you know, and we lose to them and stuff like that. And I will say this, form does go out the window for a derby and I don't care what anyone says to me, it is a totally different prospect. We're both on the same points um, I think they've got a few more goals from us. That's why they're above us. So the form is the same. If you look at it, we've got 13 points each, I think. Um, I think I can see in the comments that people are going 4-0, 4-1. I'm not going to predict because my predictions are useless anyway. Um, however, nervous, but I get very excited. I love this. The fact that we're going to be singing North London forever to them 
is just it's just exciting and we are on good form and what's lovely is if it doesn't work out for Jesus or if it or if Saka has a bit of a quiet game we've got the debt to bring on yeah absolutely and you know you mentioned about form going out the window I remember a game back in 2011-12 season when we were in a terrible run of form Spurs were way ahead of us in the table it looked like they were certainly destined to get fourth and then it was the first 5-2 where Sanya scored that unbelievable header. Rosicki scored at the far post, um, or was it the near post, wheeled off behind the goal. Van Persie got that absolute screamer, and I think Walcott got got one or two. Uh, that's my, definitely my favourite North London derby memory. That was an unbelievable game to be at. But trust um, me, James, I'd rather be written off for Sunday. Exactly like that day. I'd rather be written off because I you just come out firing. But... In the same thing, we're not going to be written off and it's going to be close because we are where we are with them in the league. They have hit form. I do worry about Madison Basuma. Um, And I always said that once Harry Kane leaves, it would be the best thing for Spurs. I know it sounded a bit weird, but I always thought that, you know, he needed to go for them. And that's why when he didn't leave, I wasn't unhappy. When he left, I thought, here we go. They've got a new manager. James Madison is a very, very good player. And other players are going to come into form. Um, we just have to be, we have to, oh, sorry, there was thunder. We just have to be very um, disciplined and we just have to, we just have to play our game. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we do play our game and we dominate the ball, and we put in that mature performance and don't rise to the occasion, then yeah, I think we, we should have the beating of them. I don't, you know, I'm not going for one four nil. I think it'll be a lot, a lot closer than that. I think it will be a very expansive and exciting game. But you know, if we, like I say, if we don't let it get to our heads and we play with a bit of control, be patient, wait for opportunities. It might not be a four or five nil thrashing, but it could be a very nice, comfortable one nil win, which I would certainly wouldn't be um, unhappy with. But if we get an early goal, like in the first 10 minutes and Spurs have to come out, there's no reason why it can't be like what we saw last night. And fingers and toes crossed it can be like that, but but I don't think it's going to be quite that simple. But um, They're going to go for it, James. They're going yeah, to go I think they it. will. I think and, both and, teams and, and will. And that, play, that plays into Arsenal's hands. For me, yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to push up too high and it will be very reminiscent, like I said earlier, of that Jesus goal against Man United. They're going to be two up to, and they're going to leave a gap and we're just going to go, thank you very much. You know, bish, bash, bosh, good night. And there we go. And sticking with you, mate, um, obviously we didn't make a great deal of changes last night. So if anything, what would you be looking to tweak heading into the game? On Sunday, I I still think, like I said earlier, the only thing is is that left eight position, and I would start Vieira. However, I do not begrudge Havertz starting if he wishes to choose him. But I think everything else picks itself. Um, I, a lot of people have sentimentality for certain players, and they felt quite upset about Ramsdale not getting in there last night because he got. You know, we talked about it, James, didn't we? He was one of the ones that got us there, so I thought he'd stick with him, but. He gets paid the big money to make the big calls. That, for me, was a big call. Didn't go wrong for him. You know, he's kept two clean sheets the last two games. Ramsdale, whether you want to, you know, I don't like to dig the guy out. Goals have been going in past him. The one against Fulham, should have done better. Rashford's one against Man United. He even admitted, should have done better. I got a glove to it, but I should have done more. My positioning was a bit off. So, you know, I haven't got a problem with it whatsoever. And I'm very, very excited, James. I'm ready. Like I said, it was a palate cleanser. 
Let's go. I want it to be Sunday now. It certainly was. We got the we got the main on Sunday, and hopefully we've got a nice little pudding against uh, Brentford next Wednesday. God, the games are coming thick and fast. Yeah, nice, Amanda... nice, nice Arctic row against Brentford. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I think it'd be a sticky toffee pudding for me. But you know, that, that's a that's another podcast for another time. Um, Amanda, for you, I mean, I think like JJ says, the team pretty much picks itself for Sunday. What changes, if any, would you be making? None really. If they're all fit, I'd probably keep them. I like winning teams. I like keeping winning teams. The momentum going. Um, and I love the fact that we sit there and, and, you know, it was beautiful to see ESR last night. You know, all this rubbish about Mikel Arteta doesn't want him. I'll tell you what Mikel Arteta does correct. He manages his players. He couldn't care less what you, me, James, or thousands or millions of people say on social media or journey. He couldn't care less. He runs it how he wants. And that's what I want. I wouldn't want a manager to curtail to anybody. Um, And I think that, I think think it will be the same team. And I think Vieira will be on the bench. I think actually we should talk about Smith Rowe because, you know, it, it was a big talking point. He actually got significant minutes last night. It wasn't that he came on for five minutes and, and that was it. He actually got a good, you know, I think it was about 25, 30 minutes. So really pleased to see that. And I have to say, JJ, I think he looked sharp. I mean, he was involved in the um, the, the Erdegaard goal. I mean, he kicks the ball, well, he passes the ball and it's, you know, a little bit overhit. But then him and Reese Nelson work it nicely between the two of them. He shrugs off his man plays it through back to Nelson, who then tees up Erdegaard. Um, I mean, I thought it was really good. It's positive to see. I don't think he'll have, uh, you know, many minutes, if any, on Sunday. But I do think he will almost certainly start the game against Brentford. And he started it in that left eight position. Uh, Well, not started, but he came on in that left eight position that you're so fond of him playing in. So what did you make of his little cameo? Yeah, brilliant. Again, every single one of them that come on yesterday, level did not drop at all and that that's what you want because again Mikel can always bring them on but after they get over that white line it's on to them and I think every single time even Nelson as well I know you want to I want more on Smith but Nelson every time Nelson's coming on he's dictating he's doing he's he's you know forcing stuff to happen in the in an attacking sense and yeah I, I would love Smith Rowe to get as much minutes as possible and you saw after the game when Mikel did his interview well us, you guys would probably get traveling home in the wet wouldn't you but he, he mentioned about the crowd you know how loud it was and you like you said Amanda and he said as well I did have a little wry smile at that and he went I know that I can't give all of these people as much minutes as I want but he said remember you know I have got five subs and there's plenty of games coming up which is what I keep telling them and um, yeah they will definitely get their time don't worry yeah, and, and the and the quality shines through. You know, he sees them way more than we see them. Yeah, and there could be a time in training. Yeah, like like the, like a few weeks back, as soon as Jesus would come back, everybody said he's got to start over Eddie. He's, Mikel went no, Eddie Eddie in training. He said, you know, he said to me, boss, if you don't pick me at the weekend, you're mental. After what I've given you in training all week, so that's the way sometimes the cookie crumbles, mate, and. Um, I just like the fact that all of them, when they do come on, they're willing to contribute because that's what we need. There, there will be a time. There will be times where we'll need heroes out of nowhere, a bit like Nelson last season when he screamed one into the top bins. There'll be someone there, completely random, one day that we won't expect to score that will, and we'll all go, "Oh, thank God they've done that." Could even be at the weekend. 
you know, there was a derby a few years ago, mate. I saw Matthew Flamini score two absolute screamers in. That was more than a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would go. pay for that at exactly. Tottenham. You exactly. Can at Tottenham. Exactly. But you can make yourself yeah. a hero at any time. That's yeah, football. I, That's the beauty of it all. But, but did you hear what Arteta said about ESR? Yeah. He was actually shocked by the crowd's reaction. He said that was so lovely to hear. And that's what I mean. He does what he wants. Whether he knows that we want him to play or not, whether he reads any social media, I don't know. I'm sure he's got enough going on in his world. It's because he's one of ours, Amanda. You do. When they come from your academy, you, you, as much as we like all the other players, you like your ones from your academy that tiny bit more. But he played so well, James. Of course he is. He's he's Hallem made, but he played so well, then got injured. And. I was on holiday last year with an ex-footballer who said something about ESR's groin. He said, get that sorted and what a player. And I was like, I didn't know there was any issue with his groin, to be honest. Um, but but the, the, the love that was felt, I think, shocked Arteta by what he said. Look, he may be playing to the cameras. I don't know Arteta at all. I've never met him. Wish I could one day. But I just felt like he really, he just loves... What I love is Arteta loves us. You know, he talks about the fans all the time. Erdegaard's praising us for the atmosphere. And, and, and when you are one, when you are one and we are one, it's so lovely. And I don't care what other people say. Oh, people get more views on podcasts when you lose. I don't agree with that. I think happiness does bring everyone together as well. You know, it, it's going to be tough on Sunday, whether ESL comes on or not. But what's lovely is, and I'll keep saying this, is the strength in depth. Lovely stuff. And on that note, um, I think we've got a couple of questions, both yeah. from Yamara G. Uh, JJ, I'll come to you on this one first and foremost. Can we replicate last night's performance on a consistent basis? Of course we can. Of course we can. It's all about belief and then keeping that same intensity. Will, will opponents allow us to be like that? Maybe, maybe not, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it it's all on self-belief, especially this game at the weekend. Amanda, like you said, yeah, it, the form and everything goes out the window mm. and it does come down to sometimes who wants it more. But I think uh, uh, that group of players, it's the first time in a long time that every single one of them knows how important this game will be on Sunday. Absolutely. And last one for you, Amanda. What are the chances we see more of Emil Smith-Rowe? Is he closer to being the first substitute off the bench? Um, I don't know about first substitute because we've got some good players, but I'm very happy. Sorry, we've just had a massive thunderstorm and it's like throwing me. Um, I'm very happy the way he's managing ESR. I'm I'm fine with it. I've got no issues. Um if it would have gone on longer, like th- another three or four matches, I'd have been like, oh, is he ever going to bring him on? But last night, it was definitely made for him. Um, I don't think he's first sub off the bench yet. Uh, to be honest, I don't know who his first sub. You know, as I said, when Timber and uh, Party become fit and we have a full-strength squad, Arteta's going to have a problem. And it's a fantastic problem to have. Yep, it most certainly is. And uh, on that note, I think we No, will... on that note, you need to read this. I'm... Because I used to work with a Brazilian who told me it was Jesus. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> that's another. And like <laughs> Thank I say, you, Errol. 
<laughs> like the uh, like the sticky toffee. Nice, nice to, nice to see your burner accounts are in the chat, Amanda. It's <laughs> I don't even know what that means, burner accounts. Okay, <laughs> okay. JJ, I'll come to you because uh, Amanda definitely won't answer the question. <laughs> What's your prediction <laughs> for uh, Sunday? I'm, I'm going to go for Arsenal 2, Spurs 1. I'm writing it one. down. So Arsenal 2, Spurs 1, yeah? Yeah. And I'm going to go Arsenal 2, Spurs 0. Love it. I think you should do one, Amanda, as you've got yeah. the book out and you're forcing us to do it. I'm writing on my thing. More clean James sheets, James. James. Very nice. Um, sorry, what was your prediction, Cooks? 2-0. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'll go one nil to the Arsenal, all right? Oh, I don't yeah, like being positive. Come on, we've all gone for a win. That's what I like. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah. That's what I like to hear, guys. And on that note, we will leave it there. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Same Old Arsenal podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Just before we go, um, you can still enter our competition. Um, all you've got to do is email sameoldarsenal at gmail.com and you can be in with a chance of winning this lovely print that is on screen now. It comes framed as well by the wonderful Ruth Beck Art. Um, so as I say, sameoldarsenal at gmail.com. Subject header, giveaway. We will be announcing that tomorrow afternoon. Please include your Twitter handle in the email and we will get that uh, and we sent have, out to you. James, we've had some... Um some emails so if you haven't emailed yet it's definitely worth it all you got to do is email it's it email it's that easy giveaway and your look Twitter how easy handles. that is come on everybody um, but you also no can excuse. i just mention before we say goodbye um i think cooks needs a really big round of applause because you are doing pod after pod it is fantastic you've done three this week you're putting me and uh old suburban gooner to shame but you're not on Sunday night, but me and Albert's coming back to the show Sunday evening, and young Christopher. I need, I need what to be with doing... Albert now. He's gonna he's gonna slap me silly if I don't. Join I know. Him. Just tell him that we. I carried on talking. He won't be shocked. <laughs> um. So what we're gonna do on Sunday evening? As soon as Chris, myself, and Albert are home from the game, we're going live. We can't give you a time because it depends. But probably a couple of hours after that, we're going live on Sunday evening for a post game show. When are you back, James? I haven't got a clue. Not you. No, you're back. You're, oh, well, come on. You'll be right. back with me next Tuesday, mate. I, I'm gutted I can't make it on Sunday. I'm having my first experience of uh, Dishoom, which I'm very excited about. Oh, it's going to um, be lovely there. Yeah, I've heard it's meant to be good. But that it could go one of two ways, depending on how the game goes. It's always edgy going out after a, well, any football game, let alone a North London derby. But yeah, make sure you tune in with Amanda, Chris and Albert. That'll be a fantastic show. Then myself and JJ uh, will be back on Tuesday to take a look back at the Spurs game ever so slightly and also take a look ahead to that Brentford game. Um, and then if you're not too knackered, JJ, we've got another one, I think, on the first day to look ahead to um, Bournemouth next weekend. So plenty of content coming your way. But as always, make sure you follow JJ and subscribe to the James Johnson YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, Amanda, no need to thank you. Wonderful as always. JJ, pleasure as always. So from myself and the others, the wonderful others, um, thank you for tuning into the same old Arsenal podcast. Up the Arsenal. See you guys oh, later. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.